back. It's your girl, Candy Kaylin. And your boy, Shout Time, Shout Comedy in my DMs. And it's time to pull back up. So we're going to talk about, not really mess the time, we're going to talk about, we're going to finish our conversation about the election, and we're going to talk about the stars that have endorsed, and we're also going to talk about the fight that occurred on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and get into the stars that have endorsed. So it is political season. We are hoping that it will be over tomorrow, but this is our entertainment section where we talk about who has endorsed who mm-hmm. and where we stand with that. So a few weeks ago, um, Ice Cube was trending on social media because he had talked to the Trump administration and sat down with them about the contract for black America. Mm-hmm. So I think people took the conversation and they ran with it. Since then, 50 Cent has come out and said that he wouldn't be voting for Biden. That's what he originally said mm-hmm. because of Biden's tax plan to tax at 60% on $400,000. Mm-hmm. Um, he then got handled by his girlfriend, Chelsea, Chelsea Handler. She went in on 50 because the message is damaging for the community in which you have reached to, mm-hmm. which is young America, um, that 19 through 30 group. And then the 30 through 40 group, I think is a little bit more independent because we have voted before, right? Mm-hmm. This is 20 years in the game for most of us at this point. We understand who we are. And we understand politics. Little Wayne has also endorsed or come out with Donald Trump and America had a field day with him. And so this is my stance on Little Wayne. You were signed to Birdman and he didn't pay you. I told people years ago, T.I. was a better rapper. Now T.I. a better person. That's how it matters to me. And I can't listen to Little Wayne. Like, politically. And, and we've talked about athletes are not all the politicians. Mm-hmm. Rappers are definitely not politicians. Not every, no. And no. Let's, let's get back into reality. Um, Jeezy, has, and Jeezy has been out politicking and working in Atlanta behind Biden. Two chains officially endorsed Joe Biden today. Eminem has endorsed Joe Biden and Lose Yourself is now been approved and cleared to be a part of Biden's campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, the great Beyonce Knowles was in her Fendi fit today, who just had a very successful Ivy Park release mm-hmm. with Adidas on the 31st of October. Beyonce has adores. And a lot of the African-American community, um, T.I., we're all saying the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Are we in love with Joe Biden the way that we are moved by the way that Barack Obama speaks? We're not. But do we know that Harris is history for black America? Whether you believe in everything that she's done or not, do we know that things are going to be different? Do we know there's going to be a touch of Obama in this administration? And do we know that working class people have an opportunity to rise to another level mm-hmm. with a, with a Biden? We do because he understands what it is to be a working class citizen. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't grow up rich. For real. He understands what tragedy to a family looks like, feels like. He knows what loss feels like. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Harris is biracial. That's what makes America great. So if we want to make America great again, we need people who look like us. Joe Biden looks like white men in America. He's a white man in America. He's 70, 70. I look at the fact that he's old. He's 77 years old. He is a white man in America. But I am not going to lie to you. I am excited when I see Joe Biden run on stage with his sunglasses on. Mm -hmm. He's the cool guy. And no, he did not start out liberal and pushing the black agenda and being concerned with the black contract. But baby, Simone Simone Sanders runs his campaign. Mm -hmm. His team 
is full of African-American women. And Barack Obama has confidence in Joe Biden. And whether you like Barack Obama or not, my brother's keeper has done great things in this country. He's been able to partner. He had a conversation with LeBron James the other day. He's been able to partner with uh, Steph Curry. I was about to call him Seth. So there are different facets of life that take place. Mm -hmm. Ron Kirk out of Dallas. Uh, Emmett Smith. They're, They're all in connection with your circle. And if my circle can be, if your circle can be Hispanic, and you can filter in that circle to make us some Hispanic friends. Mm-hmm. And I can filter in a circle to make us some white allies and some Indian allies and some Asian allies. That's what makes America great. And entertainment makes America great because it doesn't matter what color you are, they're all listening to hip hop. Mm-hmm. They're all listening to Beyonce. So when you have a platform and a voice, it is important to use your platform and your voice for everybody that you can help. Rappers make $400,000 a year. The most of us that are basic people, we don't. Mm -hmm. We'd like to get there, but I'm going to be fine being taxed at $400,000 when I get there. If my $400,000 is going to help build a school in my community where people have quality um, technology to be able to advance in this country. As long as they don't send me to jail for taxes, I'm paying with us. I'm fine. You know what I'm saying? We got to quit being selfish. So that's my hot take on entertainment. You were excited about the fight. Tell us about the fight. First of all, let me tell you, anybody who don't know, I got to go on Facebook for this because, um, you know, I'm in a, in a relation, interracial relationship. So Is we, it interracial? We, yeah. Okay. So we see different viewpoints. Okay. I got to come up with a name on Facebook. Because that punch Javante threw was like, you remember uh, Street Fighter? Yes, but tell him who fought first. Javante Davis fought Leo Santa Cruz. And before I go into this, I do want to say that Leo Santa Cruz has all of my respect. Okay. Because he came to fight. He was not scared. He was going to stand in the ring. And he was prepared to go toe-to-toe. The only problem I had was Leo Santa Cruz's corner before the beginning of the sixth round to where he got knocked out, was telling him, we have this fight. All we got to do is make it late in the fight. He won't be able to make it late in the fight. I thought I thought that was madly disrespectful to say that about a champion who had knocked out everybody except for one person, right? So you weren't, you were basically saying, we don't need to worry about his power. I felt like that was extremely disrespectful. And... Javante Davis showed them that same round how disrespectful that was because he took Leo out. That punch was, and it was a good fight. Leo was fighting back, but he no, they were not worried about Javante's power. So that it was, was a sixth round, mm-hmm. six or twelve, six round knockout, uh, uppercut. Mm-hmm. Is what took him down. Mm-hmm. Now, a little side note off the fight. Were those leather shorts he had on? Were his trunks leather? Because they, they almost look leather to me. Talking about uh, Javante? Javante's Davis they shorts. Were, they was for sure uh, Hispanic colors. They were. I was like, where is he from? Did I miss the he, update? Because no, I thought he was like from Baltimore. They from Baltimore, but they were in San Antonio. So he was saying he was paying heritage to the Hispanic people. He was paying homage to his. Uh, yeah. Okay, because I was like, uh, is this a joke? But they did look a little leatherish. Okay, but anyway, back to the fight. So, now. And San Antonio is a. Hispanic 
driven. Yeah. I, I and you saw, know what? And you uh, know what? What you call it? Mikey fight. They were they were they were not it was a it was a split crowd. It was it was not a split crowd. When Javante was on, they was cheering. When when uh when Leo was on, they were cheering. But what I realized and again, I joked with my girlfriend about it being racist. It's just about your culture. Hispanic people are gonna go for the Hispanic guy. All the, time. the black guy the black people are gonna go for the black guy. All the right. Time. And and there's nothing wrong with that. But it, it, it becomes the blending of cultures because growing up in our household, you're only going the black guy, right? Right, the black guy. Now in in the, in the household I'm growing up, does it make me a racist to tell my stepson I always bet on black? Because that's what I'm gonna tell him. Yeah, that he's he 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 he's he's biracial. Yeah, but he's biracial. And so, and I was telling him, I was like, "Hey, man, you black? You gotta go for the black people." No, no, uh. And did Javante knock that Leo? I said, well, "I told you, I always bet on black, always." And that's but that's even in gambling. You can you can do that to gambling, right? Yeah, you gonna bet on black or you gonna bet on red? red. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's that is Hispanics and fighting is big in San Antonio. I've been down there with Mikey Garcia fought. I was like, "Ooh, this is." They for real, for real, they for, for real. real, for real. Because you, you know, most young Hispanics grow up fighting. Right, they right? fight. Leo Santa Cruz, his family was, he was the only one that made it big, but all his family fight. His dad put them in, in the boxing at a young age. And his brothers, they say, were good. But top rank also makes sure they set the fights that way. And that's yeah, sure. also how you draw a large crowd because boxing is still so big in the Hispanic community. For sure. Our community is not as big as it was during the Tyson um, because Tommy Hearns, we play Harris, so many other sports. In the African, again, now I never want anyone to feel like, oh, y'all boosted. African Americans do everything. Right. We do. We play hockey. Well, the things that we can afford to do. Right. Like hockey is expensive. What I said. What I said to myself last week: If me and my, I would partner with the Hispanic people that I grew up with to start a baseball team. Because not that I don't know the fundamentals, but I know they pay baseball a lot more attention than I do on the regular. So there's something that they can bring to the kids that I don't know. And they're going to get their kids the training that they need because it's important. But if we taught young African-American kids how to play baseball, it'd be hard and, and gave them the, the fundamentals. First of all, we're going to steal everything. Like we're stealing bases. We're going to test the catcher out. We're going to steal minority, bases. I want right? minority volleyball and eventually minority softball. And when yeah. I say minority, I'm talking any little Asian girl that wants to play, any little Indian girl mm-hmm. that wants to play. And one thing about Hispanic girls I've realized is that they're going to be able to do the basics in volleyball. For sure. And so For if sure. I can get me a couple that can set, again, it's introducing those sports to the culture mm-hmm. and not denying people. So the thing is that makes America great is if we partner up. Partner up. We partner up. Now, am I saying that I wouldn't pick up um, a young Caucasian American female. I'm gonna pick up daddy, anybody who can play. Whose daddy wanted to sponsor my team. Absolutely, I, look, I welcome you. Look, but I want to teach. I want to teach the sector that nobody else wants to teach. Yeah. they don't want to invest, and and that's that's where white America doesn't understand where they take it as as you say we're boosted. Yeah, you don't want us. Yeah, and 
A quick story. I don't I don't care if you black, white, green, yellow, orange. If you playing basketball and you can play, I want you on my team. I want you, but I'm gonna I'm gonna focus my yeah, team for sure. on those that I know. No, no, no. I'm, i want the kids that don't nobody else want. But if you want to come play for me and you're what come on. Because I've established yeah. that I'm bringing a culture yeah. that I'm gonna teach. So you your know kids. that you know that you you and your parents know you're that in you a good place. This 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 is this cult, we're still gonna be a little urban. Right, it's gonna be a little urban. So if you bring them over, they're gonna see some urban things. They're gonna hear some urban things. But that makes America great because now you're learning how to interact, and they're your teammates, right? And you take on a different perspective, and that's the reason why we are so different. So mm-hmm. I remember being 12 years old. Because again, when I'm, I'm, and I'm gonna let you talk again. That's what I said. We're talking about Javante Davis and Leo Santa Cruz. It was a good fight, but you know, if if because because again, I know Hispanics. You the hate Floyd. Leo Santa Cruz love Floyd Mayweather, right? Because he's a great boxer, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, like most Hispanics can't stand Floyd Mayweather. Right. You know what they're gonna say? He not gonna fight. He he runs. They not saying that they can't. They can't say that about Javante Davis. So my thing would be to like, let's. How do y'all feel about Javante Davis? Because he does what Hispanic fighters do. He bites. Stay and right the there. Punches. Yeah. And and that's that's not how you make money. And once Hispanic fighters learn that, they'll stop punching so hard as well. So when I was 12, I remember seeing a sign in the locker room. Um, for softball tryout. And growing up, you, you play community league, right? That's when the sports were becoming, the AU teams were becoming a bigger thing. You go into, from junior high, you kind of transition into high school. Mm-hmm. So I remember going home and telling my mom that there was a softball team because she was always on my throat and my head. So I told her, she called the coach and he told her he was only taking one 12-year-old on his 14U team. Mm-hmm. And there were no other 12-year-olds that were good enough to play on his 14-year-old UT. Well, I didn't even know who this 12-year-old was Mm -hmm. because I was a 12-year-old in the eighth grade. So I didn't know who this seventh grader was because she wasn't on the basketball team. Mm -hmm. She wasn't a star on the volleyball team. I didn't even know this kid. Mm -hmm. I never faced this kid in competition growing up in the community. Mm Okay. So I was one of the best damn 12-year-olds in the city. We go out to practice, and after we dry out, mom was like, my mom was like, oh, no, I guarantee you. So when I show up at practice with your 14-year-olds, your 14-year-olds know the heat that I bring. Mm-hmm. Your 14-year-olds are on the teams with me and on the teams behind me because I'm a starter. Mm-hmm. But it basically was you didn't recognize who I was, and you didn't ask, but how dare a black parent tell you that they had a 12-year-old that was good enough to make your 14U team. Mm-hmm. So those are the reasons and those are the things that stick with me when I say that I'm going to get minority kids because a lot of times we can't afford it. You didn't have to pay my way. My mom and daddy had their cash. I think about I, mm, that's that's another thing. That's a, that's a, that's that might be another reason because I know some parents who say they're not paying for their kids to play sports. That's cool, you know. But I can get sponsorship. I'd, I'd cross that bridge when I cross that exactly. bridge. Exactly. But my thing would be, again, every young black man wants to play football. They want to play basketball. They, I'll put you in a sport where you can make a whole lot more money. You can play a lot longer time where you have a better chance of being seen. Because if you learn how to hit, everything else is going to fall into place. But you got to pay for a bat. And you yeah. got to pay for gloves. And yeah. you got to pay for tournaments. And sponsorship. As people are taking their... There are stimulus money, and you're building, and you're investing, and you're starting businesses. When you give back, because remember, tax donations are a big part of write-offs. When you give back, please understand that investing in these sports teams 
are ways that you can give back. See, see, you can contribute and financially. Black men want to go stole thirty racks in a strip club. How many? How many? And again, because again, it's about giving back. Everybody want to talk about giving back, but don't have no plan. But they don't know how. So these conversations even if, are not even to if they, you. Even if they knew how, would they still do it? Is my some question. Will. Some will. Some will. Because here's the thing: we know that everybody has to get there on their own time frame. So where a 40-year-old... Yeah, Kirk, and all you did was steal bases, as they said. And where a 40-year-old African-American male is is not going to be where a 20-year-old's mindset is. But if a 20-year-old can go to college and he can come out and he's making six figures and his homeboy's son is on a team where they need sponsorship and you say, hey, these kids need some sponsorship for sponsoring a kid, Mm -hmm. then he's more likely to give the money at 20. Mm -hmm. So by the time he's, you know, at 25, so by the time he's 45... He's already invested in a whole lot of kids. Mm-hmm. Again, the LeBron James model. LeBron James understood that had somebody else not looked out for him getting there sometimes. Facts. You know, can we get the kids here because See, their I'm, parents are at work? Like said, at, at that point, you know, with us, if we do, we do, I say we start off with football, then basketball, then we build the baseball. I already said, I look, I'm getting, I'm had an excursion. So if, like, I, that's one of the things that, that's why I want the money. I want the money to actually give back to the kids. Like, hey, you want to come play ball? Come play ball for me. But the first thing every kid going to realize, Mr. Shaw, I'm not playing with you. Your talent will not outweigh your attitude. Or your, I, I or don't, your, or your willingness to put in the hard work. Uh, and, and, and to be a good teammate. Because if you're a star, you got to be a leader. Right? It takes. A, and, and, again, I would tell a kid to be a leader. And I, I might not be the head coach, but to be the leader in this organization, you got you to gotta perform a certain way. I'm the leader. I can't be out here doing A, B, C, and D, right? And that's what I've realized as a man. Like, yeah, yeah, I partake in marijuana, but I can't be out here putting my hands on women. I can't be out here doing A, B, C, and D if I want to be the leader because that's going to be a reflection of everybody else. Everybody, I say this all the time, everybody want to be LeBron James. Everybody don't want to don't want to take the consequences that come with it, right? And do the work. Right. And, that, and that's you the gotta reason put in why. You got to put a lot of work. And, that's the reason why it matters, right? And Javante Davis is one of Floyd Mayweather's fighters, right? Mm-hmm. Floyd Mayweather did an interview with Jason Lee today. And one of the things that Jason Lee made clear is that Floyd was, he was, doing, he was at a photo shoot with Floyd Mayweather, and he, he was blogging at that time. Mm-hmm. For those of you who are not familiar with Jason Lee, he's on, I call, um, the high school edition of Love and Hip Hop, California, the Los Angeles edition. He's on there. He's also the owner of Hollywood Unlocked. That is now on Fox Soul mm-hmm. and iHeartMedia. And Jason Lee is creating an avenue for African-American media personalities so that we're not left off the red carpet. We're not excluded from the invites. Mm-hmm. And so before he ever got started, somehow he wound up in the Mayweather camp getting cool with Mayweather. And money was telling him at that time, he was boosting him up like, yeah, he's one of the best bloggers in the industry, et cetera, et cetera. And he looks at him and he goes, he said he tells Mayweather, you know I'm gay, right? And so in the interview, when he was talking to Floyd today as he's launched his new show, mm-hmm. they're on Floyd's jet yeah. that Floyd owns. And Floyd is going, none of that matters. Javante yeah. Davis has had some personal issues. That doesn't change the fact that Jason Lee was great, destined for greatness. Yeah. That Javante Davis may have some issues. Him and his baby mama had a technicality. Yeah. That didn't change the fight that Floyd Mayweather is doing what it takes to position his fighter mm-hmm. to be in the best situation. So my goal for these kids is to teach them how to position themselves to be in the best situation and to bring their greatness to life. And you're going to have a hard time. We all do. Right? And you're going to make mistakes. Those are the things that the kids will learn. You're going to have hard times. Hit my line. I want to be the type of person that a kid grew up through my program, U25 now. Hit my line. 
Man, Mr. Shaw, I got caught up. Him on line. I and I get see you. so many people on my timeline, like PJ. Shout out to Smoking Bone. That's my guy. My guy. That's my guy. He come visit me. Uh, he, he came visit me past two. That's my guy. He, That's my guy. I've seen him. And when I, when he shouts out his kids that he's coached yeah. in youth sports, like that always does my heart justice. Yeah. Because, yes, as black women, sometimes we ride hard on our black men. But sometimes we don't shout out our black men before the police are killing them. There are some men in, this commu- in these communities that they are going to work. And that's why Barack Obama is so special, because they're putting in work. There are a lot of African-American men you never see. So to hear Jason Lee, who's the same age as Floyd Floyd Mayweather, say Floyd is his mentor. Ain't nothing wrong with that. That Floyd took him in under his wings and taught him how to own his content. That says a lot about Jason Lee. Because when somebody, this is what people don't get. Somebody might be the same age as you. But if they've caught some game that you did, go get that game. And he says Floyd gives it to him. I say this all the time. I got a partner. I call him LeBron. I B A D. Because you done got the you done, you done caught a science. I'ma listen. Right? People don't get that. Everybody wants to be the star. I don't gotta be the star. And here on Pull Up, I think sometimes people don't understand we are our own entities. We are a sibling duo, but you do your own thing separate from me. I am it's taken a while, but I'm in the Little process bro, of, be speaking uh, of launching Champagne Lifestyle, which is totally different from Pull Up. Hey, LeBron, what it do? But under the Showtime Media Brand. family, yeah. and you do comedy yeah. outside of what I do. And together, I shoot you business ideas. It has One has nothing to do with the other, but when we learn to work together, if you call me and give me some knowledge, age should not have anything to do with Who's your mentor? Yeah. Um, it's where you're going and who roots for you the loudest. And for black men, Say that. I see so many of you coaching football. I see so many of you coaching basketball. My show is about me, Champagne Lifestyle, rooting for black women. But pull up, we're rooting for black people. Yeah. And if you are a black male and you are coaching kids, you are giving back, my guy's Denathan. Um, you know, Nate and Jonathan presented me with an opportunity of a lifetime to work with Chris Arnold mm-hmm. earlier this year. I know so many African American men that are making stride in this in this lifetime. They're bringing to. stuff back, and black women, we've been working. But when we all come together again, you you want to use "Make America Great Again"? That's what's gonna make America great again. When we're all coming together from our different avenues. Say that again, if you can come bro. back to Cedar Hill and connect with your old baseball teammates that you played with, they weren't black. All I'm of t- them. JP and Nick Ramos for sure gonna be two of my coaches. I already got I already got it scripted. I must say, JP, holler at me. Come on, won't you coach this baseball team? I got these black kids. I just need you to sit down and get them in the fundamental. Because, listen, if I'm already doing football, I already got a plan for somebody else to coach basketball. And then we doing team, we doing seven on up to 12. Like, I can't coach every team if I'm trying to monitor and manage the brand. Right? I don't want to be hands-on. I do want to have the meetings, but it's, again, it's a, it's a game plan. So if we start there to where, hey, and, again, the Showtime brand. If the Showtime brand has volleyball for girls and softball, then they got, again, we, we basically start in school like LeBron because we're trying to teach you. And grades matter. Grades matter. Well, grades are the only reason that you grades. Play. If you, I don't care if you're in the third grade. You, don't, you I will get you a tutor. Only, but we learn together. And yeah. so, as as you guys continue to follow us, we thank you. Um, we are listened to in over eight countries. We, you can catch the replays on every major podcast platform. You can catch us every Monday here on DFWIRadio.com, which is black owned. Shout out to T as well. We thank you guys for listening. And following, this is your girl Candy K. Lynn. And your boy Shawtan Shawty K. The family. And until next week. Yeah.